Yo, 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 what it do? It is RB22, episode 56, Texas Ring of Fire, Harry, Jose, Dallas, Houston, Austin. How you doing, my boys? We'll start with Harry. Harry looks like he's ready for it. You're muted. He's not ready for it, actually. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Just, you know, just warming up. You and Jose getting pretty spicy on Twitter this week. Oh, that's a usual for me, but um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's yeah, another, it's another sure. week, another week in the life, you know. Um, yep. But I mean, Harry's gonna keep those glasses on today, bro. I don't think you want anybody to see your face after the, the debate today, brother. <laughs> keep them on, keep them on, uh, keep them on, man. So we, we, Austin, we just, we just gotta figure where RB is on this. That, that, that's yeah, that's bro. the question: is we'll where there. is RB? I, so I've, I've had actually a few people text me too and ask me where I'm at. They said I've been quiet. Uh, been quiet. Surprisingly, quiet. yeah, you've been a little bit quiet. Yeah, surprisingly. Yeah, so I, I I've been you know low key lately. So I uh, just I don't know. I don't really want to get into the fire, bro. Because last time I did it, it it just backfired, and I just I don't know. You know, uh, I guess mentally I was like, man, like I want to say so many things, but the platform that we have here, that's not. I don't think that's you know what we should do. So just keep it soccer keep it footy keep it you know not going in any other route but austin you know we're finally out of playoffs it's mathematically impossible to make playoffs i wouldn't have called it at the beginning of the season which i didn't i, w- I want to interject because you didn't bring up mentally here um if yesterday was what world uh, mental health day uh, something along those lines here uh if you get the opportunity go check out norwich city's uh tweet um and i'm sure it's probably all over their socials uh, about the mental health and um it was a pretty powerful video i won't go into details of it because i don't want to ruin it but um and here's stateside 988 if you need assistance you know need somebody to talk to and i'm sure it goes for any of the three of us um if you need to talk to somebody reach out to us and, and we'll definitely make time uh to talk to you if if you need to speak with somebody just to kind of vent and, and stuff along those lines with, with you bringing up the uh, uh, mental aspect of social media and stuff. But um, kudos to North City. Uh, like I said here, it, it was probably one of the most powerful um, uh, promos that you could say in, in regards to mental health. Um, and, of course, they did it with uh, fans and, and uh, uh, a soccer theme based to it, obviously, since they're a soccer team or football team over there. But uh, – Sorry to interrupt, but you brought up the mental aspect of it, and I did think that was a, a good moment to do it, uh, bring that up, uh, just for the fact that, um, that, you know, I don't know if you caught it, but it, 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 it you know, it, you it had people in tears uh, just on how powerful it was. I didn't see it, but, I mean, I'll definitely go check it out. Um, good point, good point, honestly. You know, some people, like us men, you know, Got to be tough, but never know what someone's really going through. Houston, uh, man, on fire. 
got the U.S. Open Cup. You, you know, we had Edson on last week. Appreciate him coming on. Uh, that was really great of him. Harry, you getting him on, you know, great stuff. Dallas, Dallas, what's, what's, what were you saying, Harry, was uh, seven games with points now? Seven, seven games with points, but uh, only one win, six draws. And go ahead and reel off who we played in that time, Harry. Uh, go ahead. How many playoff teams we have in that in that in that uh, little bounce there? That's that's a good question. I mean, it's, it's a fair. great question. We haven't lost a match in twelve, and yeah, you didn't lose how, a match. Uh, how many since... playoff teams did we play? Philadelphia, Columbus, Atlanta United, Seattle Sounders. I mean, how many teams are in playoffs Houston. that we had taken that run? Houston didn't lose. They didn't lose, and that's a skill all by itself in the playoffs. Hmm. All right, we need. I will say this as a San Antonio FC fan. I'll say this as a San Antonio FC fan. Draws. It, there's varying degrees of draws. There's draws that feel like wins, and there's draws that feel like losses. So, and playoffs. Um, don't, and playoffs. That none of that matters. You, your goal. But there's be no to get to a PK shootout every game. But there's no draws that. in the playoffs. But you yeah. could miss the playoffs because you know you didn't you, you gave up a late goal and um, it could it could and and what do we go over the standings? It's that tight in the West where you hope Dallas doesn't come back and regret it. Now you know, we'll talk about Dallas here in a, in a couple minutes, but there's no they way that's happening. Have to worry about there's it. Yeah, yeah, there's there's no regret coming. Like I can tell you that right now, none. <laughs> We're gonna be fine. Austin, it's just a matter fourth of place, Dallas ninth place, Houston in fourth place. Houston in fourth place with 48 points. Dallas with 42 points. Uh, they still got two games to play, and Houston has one game to play. Dallas still has a chance so, to jump up the table some. So They do, they, and we'll get to it, but just to kind of wrap up the Houston match, because it, you know this, this conversation can be over just like this match was. Uh, Houston got on the board early on Colorado in the third minute with uh, Nelson Cunis goal. Uh, Bassey got a second in the, in the ninth minute. Uh, Nelson got his brace in the 28th minute. Baird put one. They were up 4-0 at half in the 41st minute. Colorado did get a goal in the 50, uh, 53rd minute by Cole Bassett, and then Artur scored in the 84th minute, um, which really put it out of the way. But it was a match where Houston came out on Colorado, which is what Dallas needs to do this weekend, uh, get on them early, and they just put them away. and, and you know, Colorado's in last place for a reason. But, yeah, for for Houston, dude, they're rolling. You know, technically they could finish as high as, what, I think second or third. Um, for that here, realistically, I think they'll probably finish uh, fourth where they're at here, which if you had to go into the season, I don't even think – I know none of us would have had Houston that high up in the in – the, uh, playoff rankings. I thought they would be fringe playoffs, kind of going in for that playoff seed or play-in game. Um, but th they're a solid fourth seed, you know, could, well, I guess I shouldn't say solid because they could finish as low as sixth if they don't get, if they don't get a win this week. But, um, you know, they're, 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 you know, I, I thought they blew this game out. It wasn't even a competitive game. And that's what you want to see from Houston. Uh, you know, you want to get you know be the hot team heading into the playoffs. And yeah, their uh, style of play right now is really attractive. They look good. I mean, I called it a few months ago, and I could see it. And now it's just, I think they could not win MLS Cup, but possibly make it to the conference final. 
Hmm. I mean, why not? They have the style to play that can get you there, man. I mean, like you yeah. said, they they took off early on Colorado. They do that in a, in a playoff game. Every playoff game, get there. LAFC, I mean, that's probably who they – or St. Louis City, who who knows at this point. But yeah. I think it's a it's a fair – it's fair to include them right now in that conference final. Yeah. I, honestly, bro, I like Houston more than I like teams like St. Louis City SC right now, 100%. I mean, they, they walk away with that top spot in the West, but I – I've never felt super confident in expansion teams first time in the playoffs trying to create a run. I I could just see them choking. Um, and I could see a team like Houston that's coming off of a trophy, right, of off a U.S. Open Cup win, um, riding some some pretty high momentum. And like Harry said, considering where they started this season, I mean, I, was, I had them probably on that fringe line as well. But, bro, I mean, people don't remember this team was only scoring on penalty kicks. They were only mm-hmm. getting penalty kicks. That, that was their entire <laughs> offense. It almost seemed like it was a game plan. For like um, two weeks, or, or yeah. no, oh, it, was long, it, was, it was longer. Than it was that. almost it was, closer to a month. Yeah, yeah, it was like the opening month, and we just we just didn't know where the offense was going to come from. And you know, little did we know, it was just them taking the time it needed for the system to work. But it's it's working now. So I think what we really want to see, if I'm a Houston fan, bro, get out there, get out there, support. I mean, when's the last time you guys really had a threatening team in playoffs? I think even the last time Houston was in playoffs, it it, it didn't feel like this type of momentum. Um, so it's, it's different this season. I think they want to see more than just a team that's clinched a playoff spot. They need to get out there and support. 100% man. So let's see fourth place. Who would that put them up against? That would put, uh, got your, hold on one second. I got it right here. Uh, seventh or no, fifth, fifth. It would be fifth, fifth. So they would go right now against Vancouver. But if you look, they're 48 points. You got Real Salt Lake, you, um, uh, Vancouver. You know, even the Sounders, they can move up to third, I think, you know, depending on uh, who the Sounders play mm-hmm. um, for that here. But to me, I, I think, you know, for Houston to get a home playoff match, uh, I think would be huge. And I think it would be a great tool to kind of help build for next year. Uh, you know, you got the Open Cup win. You're in hosting at least one playoff game. And we know Houston shows up for, well, traditionally they show up for playoffs uh, for that here. Uh, you know, the Astros went from, you know, poor attendance to, you know, filling out uh, Minute Maid Park or whatever its name is now. Uh, Rockets, same thing. Uh, playoffs, they'll typically sell out. So I would expect a great crowd down, uh, you know, for the Dynamo uh, come playoff time for that here. Because you're, you're starting to hear a little bit more buzz about them than, uh, you have in obviously recent years. Nah, for sure. I mean, you have to sell the stadium out, right, for the playoff game. You would I think mean, so. I mean, but I, I'm not. I'm not. You know, overestimating the the Houston fan base. In all honesty, yeah. bro, I was surprised at the turnout at the U.S. Open Cup final. If you if you guys were watching it at home, right, it was the traveling fans. Um, yeah, the traveling fans. Like just the, the amount of dude, the audacity of that one fucking guy who was wearing a messy Houston shirt, but. Outside of that, um, you know, like, like uh, I, I, I thought that was your brother, man. <laughs> oh, man. I, it's it's kind of crazy, bro. I, I I would never have the audacity to put Messi on an FC Dallas jersey. There's no way. Um, yes. Yeah, that's that's almost disrespectful. But I think uh, no, they travel pretty well. It seems pretty clear, you know, for those who are familiar with you know the the situation, the sentiment between the fans and the front office down there in Houston. But I think if they can get past that a little bit and just really 
you know, rally behind this team. You just don't know what could happen, right? You don't know what kind of run a team that's firing all cylinders like this can can, can really make. So we'll see what happens. And, and I had a good friend that uh, went over to Houston when they played uh, FC Dallas mm-hmm. and took in the environment. And he's, you know, he's a Dynamo fan, uh, you know, when he's not an SAFC fan. And he's like the, just the atmosphere this year is totally different. You know, there's more of a buzz. Um, I have to, you know, give my apologies to, to uh, was it Ben Olson is their coach? Yeah. Uh, ben Olson, because uh, I thought it was a poor hire uh, for that here. And well, a lot of people shut, did. You weren't alone. You weren't alone in that. That was a lot he's, of people. He's, he's, he's shut me up. He's, he's, he's proven to be, uh, you know, a good, a good hire, um, at least for the short term. And he's put together a pretty good plan and, and they have a foundation in, in it. To me, the biggest thing for them is they have an identity now, which I think was the biggest issue that we've that we're missing. And and I think possibly, uh, and I'm sure Jose will will this will probably be one of Jose's points is you know keeping Wolf as it keeps that identity for Austin, um, you know for that here where uh, Houston they struggled so long to find and find a, a, a identity which um, it seems like they have under Olson. Definitely. I mean, a lot of people counted this guy out at the beginning of the season. Ache Ache said that he was done. You know, Coco Carrasquilla, even Tim Parker over at St. Louis City, man. Them letting him go, them not, you know, banking on him. I mean, look at him. Some people have him as defender of the year. So, Houston, man, they got a squad. I, I Like I said, I think they can make it to the conference final just – that momentum's going their way. They got Portland in two weeks, October 21st, decision day. I mean, they don't really have to worry about decision day rather than a, a place on the playoff table. Uh, I disagree because getting that home playoff match, especially, it's it's, if, it's huge. If Dallas I guess wins you're right. out, it, those but, but well, it's a best of games. three, right? It's two games it's regardless. It's a best of three, right? Yeah, it's a yeah, best so of three. Yeah, so you play – it's a home game regardless. But it, it, to be able to say two – if, if they don't get it, if they don't get it, right, which is a possibility, if they don't get it, um, I still think, bro, if they could just be more courageous on the road, it's not that they're, they were terrible on the road to start the season. It, it's gotten more 50-50 as time has gone on, and the record's still really bad if you look at the away record. But mm-hmm. a lot of that was from the first half of the season. I think that there's, if they could just find a way to be comfortable on the road, just be comfortable, right? Play play with a little more courage and really just try to, as good as that team is, try to open things up in their favor. Bro, if they can figure out road wins and playoffs, that this Houston Dynamo team is lethal. Like, I just, I wouldn't want to play them. Like, if they can figure out how to play on the road, man, this is a strong, strong playoff team. And it's coming. So, if it's not this season, I don't see anything changing too much next season. So, they, you know, they got the young roster. Some of their best players. Only the player they players. could lose is Coco, but I yeah, Josh stays. But it's not like Coco is perfect, right? I mean, he does so much for that team, but equally, you know, his decision making sometimes is like questionable. And I think that they could get a good fee to to reinforce the center midfield position, um, even in, in advance of like Achiacha moving on, right? Because that will happen. He's he's older. Um, so get you know a couple really solid young players or a few young players with that money to back those players up. It's it's yeah under Ben Olsen this could be a really strong team for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Portland in two weeks. Uh, we'll preview that next episode. 
Well, I guess we'll get into the Austin. <laughs> <laughs> so the Austin event. FC, man, eliminated from playoffs officially. Uh, mathematically on the table, they can't, can't make it. They have 38 points. Dallas has 42 in ninth place, and they only have one more game to play. Before we get so before, before we get further, RB, really quick, um, did you did you feel as as an Austin FC fan? You know what? I'll throw Harry in there too. Harry, you're an Austin FC fan. So like when <laughs> um when 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 this last match kind of came up, right, against LAFC, like I don't know, RB, did you did you really feel like you guys had a shot to make playoffs? Like you you realistically yeah, thought I mean, you guys were gonna get no. some kind of result from that game? Hey, well, I mean, hey, we're at home. You know, they already made playoffs. They already qualified. They may not come with the strongest lineup, okay? So this was pre-lineup, you know? Yeah. You, you, you thinking, had some faith. You had some faith. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking, hey, if we come out, we, we play our best game against uh, an L.A.B. team, which is <laughs> <laughs> another team's A team. Yeah. We may have a shot at this. You know, it didn't happen. Boanga on the lineup. You know, Boanga playing against you. The guy's not going to take off the pedal at all. He's a he's a beast. Um, he's one of my son's favorite players. So um, you just got to tip your hat to the people like that, man. And them coming into your stadium, you try to be loud. You try to do what you can. But when it's 4-0 and the fans, like me, dude, so I was lucky enough to have some seats in the north end. So the south end is where the all the fans are at. Man, after that fourth goal, like you could just feel it in the stadium. It's like just sucked, just sucked yeah. out of it, man. And just start seeing people filtering out, filtering out. It's yeah. Once it was four, but it wasn't was even like, the normal crowd either, though. It, the the crowd it going was. in no, was less it was. Than, than normal. It, no, they said it was sellout. They said it was sellout. Yeah, this well, they Saturday always say it's a sellout. Crowd. They always say no, this it's Saturday a sellout, was. But... This Saturday was. I I was surprised. We went Wednesday to the DC game also. And uh, that one was that one. That one was poorly attended. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. not a seller at all. But DC was uh, were they already mathematically uh, eliminated, or was it that game that they got eliminated? That game. Uh, I it think was it that was game. game. I think I think yeah, they I already think kind of knew they're you know this it was the last game of the season for them literally, whereas everybody mm -hmm. else still has matches to play. Um, and dude, I, I feel like Rooney announced his um, departure so quickly after that that maybe the writing was on the wall already. I don't know. It's not yeah. a big oh, game. Yeah. It's like it's like before the 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 weather delay for Dallas and Colorado. There was hardly anybody at that game. Like even before the weather delay, like I, I right. saw what the crowd looked like. It was against those teams, man. It's just tough, you know. Yeah, yeah. So you know, this happens. We get eliminated out of playoffs. Uh, previous game when we won three zero press conference. Josh Wolf. Uh, I don't know if y'all watched that, but he's pretty arrogant. In the press conference, like, like, yeah, like, I won. Like, come on, what you expect? I, I'm, I'm Josh Wolf. Like, I'm gonna win, bro. It's been 80 days, almost 80 days since you won a game. Like, you don't come in here like that, you know. Like, like you haven't shit the bed at all, you know. You have, and you've done it time and time again. So now the wolf out, wolf out, wolf out is pretty bad right now, right? Yeah. Rodolfo Borrell comes out, pretty much backs Josh Wolf again. Well, not backs. Hey. He guaranteed he's coming back. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. It it's fully back, fully backs the manager. Yeah, there's no there's no special conversations going on about Josh's job. Like it's already like like that's not even a conversation right now. You know, like why yeah. would we talk about that? He's here for the long run. 
you know? And that's kind of the way they made it seem, right? So, Harry, I know you are wolf out. You know, Jose? I just think I it's the wrong decision. Well, so, I think hold it's hold the wrong decision, but yeah, you know? go ahead. So, Harry's wolf out, and he has his reasons. Jose has his reasons, too. We're going to do this for maybe like five minutes, guys. <laughs> but I want to – okay, we'll start with Harry. Harry's point on why Wolf should go, you know, we want to hear. So, so let's look at results on the pitch because that's what matters, right? Results on the pitch. Yes. If uh, you're building, if you're building a team, if you're building a club, it's there's more to it than that. But for the manager, that's his job is to get get results. Right, because he's not—he's not the technical director. He's not in charge of the academy, you know that type of stuff. And and uh, uh, Burrell kind of mentioned that they're going to be beefing that up. But let, let, let's look at non MLS Open Cup 2022 loss to San Antonio. I know Austin fans like to blow that off, but that's a big—that's a big X. It is. It's it gives San Antonio bragging rights over Austin. And until you guys beat us, we still have that. This year, Open Cup, you got a little bit better. You beat New Mexico at home, but then you lost to the fire on the, I believe it was on the road, 2-0. I believe most people no, at that at time thought the, the fire match? Yeah, it was at home. Oh, is that home too? Okay. I was trying to give you credit going on the road and losing, but you lost to the fire, which, you know, I think most would think Austin's still the better team, especially at that time. We thought Austin FC was the better team. Um, and then CONCACAF Champions home. League. Yeah, at home, yeah. It turns out they're both exactly in the same place, but like, yeah, at the time, I guess, I guess we thought they were a little at better. At the time. Uh, champion, CONCACAF Champions League. Uh, I think it's a historic, or I put an epic upset with Violet uh, upsetting Austin FC. Nobody had that on any bingo card. Even most anti-Austin anti FC fans wouldn't have seen that coming. Um, and that one you could put squarely on Coach Wolf. Uh, just how he... In, and I think you mentioned this RB where he disrespected the opponent in that first match and he dug too deep of a hole leagues cup. Another big, big thing here. Oh, and two in what most people said was lesser competition with Juarez and Mazelon from Liga MX. And um, both of those were at uh, Q2 stadium and both of those teams got blown out when it advanced to the knockout stage. So when you look at, at those there, which, you know, you can argue, does it matter? Does it not matter? It's still competition that matters. MLS, his record, what, prior to this last week was, what, 33, 23, and 44. Uh, 147 goals scored, 166 goals allowed. Austin, you know, you have the 2022 run, which was great. But even if you look at that, the offense was scoring. The defense still gave up 49 goals. Uh, for that here, but I think what a lot of people, and this is where Jose kind of keeps highlighting, hey, you know, the 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 playoff run. If you look at how Austin FC ended that season in August, there were three wins, three draws, and five losses. So they went into the playoffs struggling a little bit. Now they did they did get uh, the the PK win against um, uh, Real Salt Lake. They did beat Dallas, um, which is a big win. And, you know, they lost to, I think, the best team in the league last year in LAFC. 
a big thing for me, and Jose talks about this, is player development. If you say, I put a little bit on this here, and that's with Kip Keller. Um, last year, they should have loaned him out. You could argue C.J. Fadri this year should have been loaned out to a USL championship player to get minutes to be able to prepare for the next season. And just, you know, and, and RB can kind of talk to more of the locker room stuff. That's more subjective because none of us really know the, the locker room stuff for that here. And just to kind of sum it up, and, and this is where I'm going to tie it into kind of more, uh, kind of give Jose his opening here. I think with with the with the announcement from uh, was it Rodolfo? Uh, yeah, Rodolfo. He's beefing up Austin FC. Um, the the cat the scout team, you know, going to five. I don't know how many you guys had before. He's bringing in more assets to be able to assist Coach uh, Coach Wolf. So you can look at that both positive and negative. You know, where you know did Coach Wolf have the proper tools? But to me, how do you fix the substitution patterns, you know, the in-game management that a lot of fans have issues with? How do you fix, um, you know, just just that talent gap? And I'm going to say this here, and, and this is just kind of my thing after kind of thinking about it, you know, uh, following kind of social media on the, you know, on, on the, uh, the, the interview with uh, uh, Rodolfo. This isn't going to be a quick fix for Austin. Um, it's going to take a couple of windows to do it. And more importantly, this upcoming window, they may get rid of players, but they're probably not going to be bringing in that, that star player. So to me, it kind of makes sense. And, and, you know, kind of, you know, hindsight thinking about this, you keep, you keep, you know, Wolf on right now just for that consistency. And I think this is probably where Jose is going to come into to a little bit here. You keep him for the consistency, but knowing that, if he doesn't develop like, 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 I don't think he's going to, I think, you know, I think he's kind of stuck in his way. It opens up that Avenue. And then the, the last thing here, the last, and this is kind of, you know, bringing in the Texas ring of fire here, the last great young talent uh, that ownership gave a chance to and gave multiple chances to Matt Jordan out of Houston. And we saw how well that worked out. So um, hopefully, uh, hopefully coach Wolf, you know, can turn it around. Matt, uh, Matt Jordan didn't. And uh, we will see. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Um, all right. All right. So that's a wolf out, I guess, take there. Um, in hindsight, still kind of wolf in. <laughs> so, I mean. Well, no, it's 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 one word. If you, if you listen to what he's saying. Hold on, and if you look at it here, it, to, to me, it makes sense. It's like, why are you going to, why are you going to, and, and I've seen so many teams do this where they bring in a coach that's in an unwinnable situation because I, I think the, the, in, in heading into the season, I don't think we all thought about that, thought about the Austin um, roster being so thin because it has some talent, but it's, it's very thin. And they didn't realize um, that because that. they they overperformed in 2022. That's why they didn't realize it, right? And so you know when you overperform, and and you mentioned you know Harry mentioned the um, and first off, bro, before we call me as the wolf out crowd represent wolf in crowd representative, I'm gonna say that personally, I don't really give a shit one way or the other. Don't care if you know Austin keeps losing, great. If they win, don't care. That's like, me too as well. Y- yeah. So so I'm gonna preface it with that. But with that said, 
Um, Stop the cap. <laughs> oh, the, yeah. Harry's 100% an Austin FC fan. Um, 100% Austin FC fan. Um, okay, so my biggest argument for, for Wolf in... Harry just mentioned one of the points that, yeah, I think anybody who thinks about this logically will harp on consistency. Who who's going to come into this situation and win right now? Nobody. And 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 even if if you thought there's a chance somebody could, what does that candidate shortlist realistically look like? Like I, I for me, a problem is a problem unless you have a solution. Arby, we talked about this a couple episodes ago. I, I think you have to steady the ship first. He's you know. Rodo didn't say Wolf's going to remain. We're going to extend his contract and we're going to keep him here for another while longer. He's going to remain the manager because there really isn't a better person that understands Austin FC, that understands right now how the system plays internally. They're going to keep at least a good chunk of the, the players they have now. They'll get rid of Deadwood 100% in the winter, but they'll keep, they still have, they'll still have a base to build around. He knows it. He knows it better than other any other manager that you'll have to pay to go out and get that may or may not have been just recently fired, that may or may not have been, come from a, a, a great situation and hope that they do better than Wolf did. Um, I, I I don't... The one art point I'll refute from Harry's side is I don't like to... I know I, I harped on this a lot on Twitter about the overperformance of 2022 and how fans should think about that when they realize how difficult it is for a club to be successful quickly upon launching as a club. Um, I, I harp on that. It's one of my points, but I, I, I will say that like that playoff run was, it should have been the first sign that Austin FC needed to reinforce. It just really should have like that overperformance. What do they always say for top clubs, right? You don't re, you don't reinforce your roster when you have to, right? It's not a, it's not a reactive situation. It's proactive. You reinforce when you're on top. When you're on top, you start bringing in more pieces to reinforce those guys because, you know, their legs might be gone the next season, especially for the aging ones, right? Like you, when you're on top, second in the West, whatever it may be, you spend some money, bring some depth in, and reinforce every position because you may not have what you had last season. Austin didn't do that, Right. And so, for me, that's not on Wolf. That's a sporting director's type of responsibility. Um, Rodo hadn't been in yet. Um, Reyna was going through the situation that he was going through, and I, I don't want to pretend to understand how he could have made good decisions at that point. Um, there's so much of this that's out of Wolf's control. Now, I'm not going to stick up for him when it comes to in-game management. I think, I think he's not as bad as some of the fans make it seem. Like, his substitution patterns could also be what they are because of the personnel he has to work with. And a lot of people, a lot of fans don't realize that, right? You're not going to treat Giazzi's artists the way you would treat uh, a CJ Fadri, right? Like you, you know, when you think about their, their pace, their energy, how much, how many minutes can they actively contribute to, to, to the match? There's, it's just so many different situations and scenarios. So I think in-game management also can improve. I don't want to pretend that Josh Wolf is right now as good as he's ever going to be as a manager. That would be naive. That would be a naive thought to have. Like that, like people don't improve at their job. They they 100% improve. Now maybe fans don't want to be the fan base of a club where a manager's trying to get better at his job. But at the end of the day, Rodo has his his CV and his resume say everything. I don't know how you get a question a man who's been at Barcelona, been at Manchester City. Um, has seen world-class coaching up front, close and personal. 
and made the decision, right, to, to, to back Josh Wolf for now. I don't know how anybody else can question that. To me, that's the equivalent of the parents at club soccer games who pretend they know more than the coach. It blows my mind. Like, like I, I don't understand how fans can actively do that. Hear what Rodo has to say and be like, nope, he's wrong. It needs to be Wolf out. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're put in those positions for a reason. And frankly, you just have to assume he knows significantly more than you do. So um, any fan who, who's, who's Wolf out, I, I would love to have the debate. Uh, I think, you know, for me, it creates more issues than it fixes right now. I think y'all bring up some really, really great points. You know, um, there is t- there is a lot of room for improvement with with uh, Josh Wolf, and uh, you know, there's no denying it. But who's to say that he can't get better? Who's to say that he hasn't hit where he's going to get? Um, like you say, the in-game management could definitely use some help. So if he's willing to, you know, if Burrell is talking to him and telling him, because we don't know what kind of discussions they're having. Burrell's talking to him, and he's seeing that Josh is, like, receiving that really well, and he's seeing it in his games now and stuff like that. We don't know what's going on behind the behind the scenes. So Josh is here. Uh, I mean, I'm with whatever, you know, at this point. So it, he's here to stay till 2025. I believe that's when his contract is up. Let, let's see what is, what is going to happen. Uh, Burrell said four to five players in the this window that's coming up. So we'll see what players come in then. Um, we do know that Faudry is going to be in the plans for next year. Kip Keller, he has to be, uh, is Danny Pereira is Danny Pereira in his plans. Now we've seen him put him on the bench these past two games. So, I mean, what's going on there? Danny Pereira. I want to ask you guys, cause, uh, you know, I don't want to spend too much time on the wolf thing, yeah. um, but Danny Pereira. What do you guys think? Do you guys think that he's a player that we can go without, or is he influential going forward with with this developmental kind of like a testimonial inside the club that's been there since the beginning? So I got one final comment on the, the Wolf thing here. Pay attention to who Rodolfo brings in, especially if it's on the coaching staff-wise, because he made a comment here. You don't know how many coaches are interested in coming in here as well as players you would not believe. And and I got that from We Are Austin, who uh, We Are Austin TV on, on the uh, us, you know, from the Austin FC uh, press conference um, from that here. So to me, that comment stood out to where, you know, they talked about addressing the, the staff. To me, it'll be interesting to see if they bring more support staff for, you know, for Coach Wolf along those lines to be able to kind of help, you know, may, maybe – um, a more senior coach that can kind of help guide him and, and kind of help, you know, improve the in-game stru- you know, stuff along those lines here. Um, but also if they do make, decide to make a decision next year to go a, a different direction that they have kind of a, you know, caretaker, you know, for the rest of the season. So I will say that, you know, we'll, you know, Wolf, Wolf is going to be back, but to me, pay attention on who they actually bring in as far as the players. I, I don't, I, to it's me, gotta be younger. To me, it's gotta be younger. Just 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 overall, it's gotta be younger. Like, like invest in Austin FC too. Like, like, like well, that's really. why that's why I bring up Danny Pereira because he's a yeah. 22, 23. Mm-hmm. I mean, what I, I think we should invest in the kid. I mean, I think he wants a bag. I mean, what's what's 
He's getting paid 100k but, right now. What can you get 100K. for him? 100k. What can you get for him? I mean, you could probably get a mil or over a mil for him right now. And what I could you so. buy with that? And what could you buy with that? And see, you bring up good points there. You know, like that's like, yeah, thinking that way, what can you get for him? But then going in the long run, is he worth uh 300,000 for 2 years or, you know, But does Coach Wolf like does Coach Wolf value him though? That's the question. And that's going to be something that I think we're going to – we may not have that discussion. Well, we'll probably have the discussion, but that's going to be a discussion that Rodolfo and Coach Wolf and, and the staff kind of have when, when they go through these, you know, these uh, postseason uh, things here. And it's also going to depend on what, you know, what the – and Jose kind of hinted on this. What's the value that they can get from him? Because he's had some success, but obviously for whatever reason – uh, Coach Wolf hasn't seen it, doesn't like it, wants something different. Who, you know, who knows? I I think he'll be back. The question is, is what role will he be back in? Because I do think that you know, you know, yeah, his contract is at the end of the season. This year or next year? This year. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, then it's going to come, gonna come be... down to money. Yeah, it's come out of money, and I, I do think that the conversations around the player pool are being had, like, right now. Like, I, I truly believe yeah. that. I think, um, yeah. you know, there, and I think Rodo will have more more of a deciding more of a deciding pool than, than Wolf will. I think that that's probably the agreement that was reached. I imagine as soon as they were eliminated, they had some of these conversations around, hey, you know, um, we, we, we want to keep you, but this is how the club will work when you think about personnel players staff this is how we want this ship to run and we'd love for you to be at the helm of it all but it, it has to work this way you know we have to have this kind of say over over talent um because this is the type of team we want to build and i think that that if that ends up being the case i think i think it should be because in my opinion if you are going to get rid of wolf at some point you want to know what type of manager you need to go after after wolf right and the only way to do that is to know what type of team you have so I think Rodo will prioritize players over the players he wants this team to look like versus what Wolf may want. Um, and if, if Danny Pereira just ends up being someone that they decide not to keep, if it were me, to be honest, I'd give a small extension and try to sell him. That's what I would do. Um, I think you, he's one of the few players where you probably could get a positive net return on him um, and use that money to reinforce the squad with some youth youth that again i said it before in the wolf argument to you know become a club not a team mm -hmm. right and that's one of the most famous things i think sir alex ferguson ever said really was just he, when he started recruitment for, in, throughout manchester it wasn't to make a team you could go out spend a bunch of money and build superstars and, and, and build a team he wanted to build a club a club that had a strong foundation built around youth and you sprinkle in talent where you can and that's what I think Rodo wants to build. That's all he's ever known at Barcelona and Manchester City. I think that that's what he wants to build. And for now, Wolf's at the helm, but I think he's they're going to have a, a lot of say over the players they bring in. I think I think Rodo is trying to build that foundation and yeah. whatever that foundation that he's looking at. And that's why, and, and that's why to me, the you know after I, I don't agree with the decision just based on Wolf's record, but. I think to me, he's kind of a sacrificial coach right now. He's here. What is, what is Wolf win percentage? What is Wolf's win percentage? 39% uh, or something like that. It's I will not say horrible. this. It's not crazy bad. I will say this Peter Vermees and Greg Vanny are still coaching in the league. Well, 
Okay. So, so I, I think from a record standpoint, we can kind of, you know, we can kind of say, you know, and, and they have significantly longer track records of being that bad, right? Like 40% went, went, went. Well, we have Burhalter as the uh, coach of the U.S. men's national exactly. team. Exactly. Struggled at, at the crew. Like, like, like you yeah. know, it's, I, I think records, especially in MLS, it's with such a volatile league where like results go so up and down. I think right. it's, it says something. I care more about, I'm a fan, I care more about, in game management, like I want to see him improve, I really want to see him improve. And this is where I want to turn it around to you because we've kind of talked about from an outsider's perspective, RB, and I know you kind of haven't uh, touched it yet. Fan base is pretty upset that that he's coming back. I, I have, you know, I work with somebody that actually works in the Austin FC ticket office, and he, he's like. It didn't go over well uh, that that Wolf was coming back here. So you as as a fan and, you know, I don't know if you're a season ticket member, but you go to several, several games here. Is it just kind of that, you know, hey, you know, this it's been a tough season for Austin. I think everybody would agree it's been a tough season for Austin. Nobody expected that. But when things kind of calm down, you start getting player announcements. You start getting excited about the new season. How, how do you think that that's going to, you know, because obviously the question isn't going to be Wolf in or Wolf out at that point, or hopefully it's not. It's going to be how good can this team be next year? So kind of your expectations with what Rodolfo kind of set as kind of that baseline here where you're bringing in more staff, you're bringing, you're bringing the consistency back. Um, he did say they are going to cut some of the players here. From a fan perspective, you know, from you, what would you like to see or, you know, how do you see this kind of playing out, you know, for this next year, knowing that the winter window really isn't going to be the window where they make the mark. That's probably going to be next summer. Yeah, I mean, for me, I just I'm more like be, I got talking to you guys on the show and all that. I've really been more adaptive to everything that's going on in MLS and all that. Um, I usually go f- watch European soccer and all that. So. Seeing managers get fired for almost nothing. Five games. That's kind of what you, yeah, that's kind of what you get accustomed to. So I think I'm fine with the decision that's made. The, I guess the metaphor with the parents trying to be, know that more than the, than the coach, that's kind of how, you know, I I could see the fans thinking they know more than Borel. And if Burrell wants to keep the guy, then we have to back him. I mean, the guy is a genius. Uh, Pep Guardiola wanted him. Uh, I mean, he coached some of the greats, you know. So the guy knows what he's talking about. He's been a coach himself for so many years. So he he knows what he's talking about. I think, like I said, we don't know what's happening behind closed doors. And if he's being really receptive to what Burrell is bringing to the table – then maybe he's like, this could be my guy, and I can mentor him into one of the greats in MLS. I mean, who knows? I even said it before before this season. <laughs> but I said Josh was going to be the next Bruce Arena, okay? <laughs> so Well, yeah, that was pre-scandal, right? That was like... Yes. Yeah, <laughs> right. That too. That too. That, that was too. pre-scandal. So, so we got to be careful with that. Right. And um, so I personally, I've always liked Wolf. Um, just the in-game management. Some of those things are kind of what just roll over and roll over and roll over. And I'm just like, oh man, like, is this guy really the the man for the job? Is he going to get it done for us? Can he get it done for us? But 
hey, we move forward. I'm f- I'm fine with it. You know, we'll see what moves get made in the offseason. Who we let go. Like you said, who we let go, who we keep, who who's in the plans. Is Rigoni gone? Is Driussi gone? You know, who who's gonna be who's gonna be gone? Who's gonna stay? So um we all know that Owen Wolf is gonna be here next season. <laughs> so that's not a question. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I I I personally, man, I just might you be don't think take. he could get you don't think he get he could get moved over to Europe? It's possible. Anything's possible. Because I, mean, I, I know he, would, give if it, he was I, smart, he would go. I, yeah, I know we I give agree. him a lot of he catches a lot of grief just because he's his son, but he had a decent year. I think if yeah, you really he's not look a bad, at he's it, not he a, had, he's not a bad player. He had, he's not a bad player. He had a decent year, and and I know he catches grief, and and I know RB's kind of said, "Hey, why is he playing and not the other kids?" And that's really what the issue is 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 it's it's just that consistency, and that's where to me, you know, like I said here, you know, one of the things that I hope Austin does is. And you know, this is going to sound crazy, but Jose's already mentioned this, is to get younger. You shouldn't have Will Bruyan and, and Zardis as your backup strikers or, you know, along those Maxi. lines. Maxi. I mean, you know, or, and Maxi, Maxi. But, but, but Zardis should not have been signed. Like, that should not have been the, str- the splash striker that you no. guys went for. In the you, guys could, you, guys went, you guys could have got Sam Adeneron, who's performing well, you know, in St. Louis City. Uh, you know, young here, you would have attracted some of the San Antonio fan base, which is to me, I think, you know, I'm still waiting for Austin FC to kind of do that where they bring in somebody that's done well in San Antonio, maybe not start, but it's on that fringe 18 to where you can start to attract some, some, you know, some of the, the San Antonio fan base for there to me. That's where I think that, you know, I'm hoping, uh, you know, Roto goes with is getting some of that young talent, you know, that, that can make a difference, especially in the heat in the summer, where you know those fresh legs that that can go all day make a huge difference compared to you know veteran veteran players. Matt Hedges going out and getting Matt Hedges right like from Toronto like that that move again it was just it kind of I know Wolf sometimes and maybe that's what it was right a young manager who's leaning on veterans and experienced players to carry him through matches right at least at least a little bit. You well, that Burrell some brought that up. Burrell brought yeah. that up saying that. Hey, uh, you know, some of the staff have either coached, they've seen, they've been around these players, you know, X, Y, Z. So they were like, hey, let's get this person, Cascante, let's get Ethan Finlay, let's get Zardes, let's get all these people that we kind of know what they can bring to the table instead of just really scouting, scouting, scouting you know. But also like having a, and this is again, this is, I I, I still think this is probably more of a job for Rodo. I think putting uh, an identity on the pitch in place. Like, what type of football are you going to play? Realistically. Well, what we had the identity last season, and it got lost. This, no, this no. I, I would uh, say you, you didn't have an identity last yeah, season. Yeah, we did. You wrote, we did. You well, even, what, even, what, what type of ball did you play? What type of ball did you play? What do you mean? Like, what? Like I can tell you right now, uh, SC we, Dallas plays slow possession out of the back, and we hit the teams with counters on the break. That that's that's our game plan usually, right? So, what type of ball did you guys play last season? We would we would play out the back, also and through the middle. What you guys a possession heavy team? You rely on counter attacks. Yeah, with your, super super heavy possession. Okay, and I w- I would say kind of you were also leaky so, in defense so, last season but, too. But that was lost as soon as as soon as Rigoni got here. That was lost. And we tried now we're trying to do the crossing and and like you say the identities like I couldn't even tell you what we do anymore. I couldn't. 
I mean, you can, season, you can be a possession-based team with crosses. You just have to have someone who can finish. And I remember us all watching Zardes not being mm-hmm. able to get on the end of these crosses, right? And how much different would the season have been had he got on the end of those crosses? Because it wasn't Zardes. It was a young forward who was hungry and knew how to find the ball in the box, right? There's yeah, there's plenty of successful teams who can play that way. Um, and right. I think you guys had the personnel to do it. It was just... To me, it, you lacked a little bit of the on-pitch identity. To me, that comes from the sporting director a little bit, right? It's the manager's job to take the players that the director gives him with the system that they know, they know that they need to be running and make it all work, put the pieces together. Um, and I think he kind of was just relying too much on, on individual player experience to help get matches over the line. And so young manager symptoms, um, but I, I, I still think that like it just – if I was building a club, if I was the owner right now of, of Austin in this situation, I think the last thing I would do is fire the manager to cause this shitstorm. Like, I, I know exactly what will happen, right? Like, it's it's mm. the fans are going to be unsettled. How many days are going to be counted until we have a new manager in place? Who's that new manager going to be? Where were they last? Like, how much is the media going to pick apart what their track record look like? I mean, you, you cause a media shitstorm ju- just by going out and getting someone that may or may not be Austin FC material, right? So it, it was the more stable option, I think, to keep Wolf. Yeah. So and, and what to else? To me, to kind of wrap up on something positive for Austin, uh, Austin FC 2 is in yeah. the semifinals. So they'll play uh, Colorado Rapids 2. Look at that, at man. Dick Sporting Park at you, ha- you have a funnel. Uh, October 15th. <laughs> well, if you watch so them. If you watch them, you can see exactly what I'm talking about. You know, the the playing through the back, playing through the middle, you know, those wingers playing through to the middle, all that kind of stuff, man. And, and it's those triangle tiki-taka type soccer, possession type soccer, you know. But yeah, they do, but, but they, the they, they gotta, they, there's got to be a pipeline between the two, right? And so if Rolo exactly. can successfully no, do there. that, give give the youth some chances, just some chances. It, it, it could be do just cup matches to start, right? There's going to be plenty of tournament opportunities, um, you know, with the addition of Leagues Cup now. So, yeah, I mean, just just create some of those for the youth talent. Give them something more to strive for. And what you're going to start seeing are just some gems that pop up out of nowhere. You're like, dude, how the hell did we land this player? It's because you're giving youth real opportunities. Yeah, truth, truth, man. Yeah, we have some good players. So good luck to them boys this Sunday. Colorado Rapids, too. We, uh, we have... I believe we have not beat them this season, so we're no, oh, you're zero and three. But they've been oh, all three. Uh, oh, yeah, oh, and, well, oh, well, oh and two, and then one PK loss, uh, nine eight, in, in you know uh, in Colorado. So you know it'll be interesting, but uh, you know Colorado Rapids, uh, despite being a last place team, supp- supposedly have done pretty well. Well, not supposedly they've done pretty well. In the MLS Next Pro semifinal on the east side, uh, you got New England Revolution 2 uh, hosting at Gillette Stadium at 4 p.m. The Columbus Crew uh, for that here. Uh, Columbus Crew is probably the actual favorite on that, the 3 1 for there. Although, and they did beat them uh, May 20, uh, or they beat them what, twice this or no, they split the se- season uh, 3 0 and then 2 0. So that one will be interesting kind of see how that plays out. And then, of course, the you know the final the two winners will play in the final. Um, I don't think that's been announced as of yet. So there is something positive in the pipeline for Austin FC, uh, even if it's MLS Next Pro. But uh, we're talking about the youth, and the youth is showing up. 
for that here. So, Jose, you get uh, you get a, Austin, a match. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll preview that San Jose oh, match uh, next week. But you guys got San Jose this week, right? No, they got no, the Rapids. We, we, we the Rapids. We, the Rapids. We just uh, we just. Oh, you tied just played San Jose. Jose. Yeah, um, and it was a one game to, where. Yeah, one one. Um, they they deserve they deserve their goal. No, no, I didn't. Um, they they deserve their goal. I think uh, I watched it all the way through. It was it was a good game. Dallas dominated the second half. Um, mm-hmm. It was I think it's one of those games where we, I don't say came out slow, right? But uh, we we gave them their opportunity and they took it. Uh, but I think from the second half forward, man, we were it was a shame we couldn't go out there and win it. Um, and that's I mean, if if things don't go as well as I'd like for them to go against the Galaxy and the Rapids to close out the regular season. We could be seeing San Jose in that in that wild card, that one game playing, right? Um, so that would be interesting. Um, I'm not scared of San Jose. I think we should have won that game, um, but you just never know, right? In a one game playoff, you know who's gonna you know find what it takes to get through. So, but the game, I mean, I, I'm not terribly disappointed. I think we uh, we played pretty well overall. So my question for you, because uh, this is a international break uh, this weekend yep. here. How you know? I'm assuming Friera is gone, right? Uh, for that here, so uh, you know, how is FC Dallas looking to face against uh, the Rapids? Uh, and I know the Rapids aren't a all-star lineup by any means, but they've still got some quality. The last couple of weeks outside of the Houston match, they've kind of shown a little bit of fight, especially for the Rapids. But uh, yeah, any concern where this is kind of a makeup game? Well, was on it just Ferreira? Um, was it only Ferreira or Ariola? Was what do you mean? else called up? That's missing. oh, oh no, nobody's nobody's gonna be missing. Um, oh, nobody's. Oh, well. I don't think right. so. I I I don't know if Ferreira actually got called up. As far as I know, um, I didn't hear anything along those lines. He could have. Um, I hope not, because at the end of the day, I just don't know how much they're actually going to use him. If we're being real, um, I guess yeah. Germany. Like, are, are you really gonna rely on Jesus Ferreira at the, at the national team level? I just. I I wouldn't be opposed to him, you know, just, play, <laughs> yeah. just staying and playing, like, playing, playing. Yeah, I was gonna in. say stay here and help yeah. us out. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Get us into playoffs. Get us into a higher seat. Even Greg right? Berhalter should understand that one. I mean, yeah, and I, I know he's got a soft spot for Ferreira, but in all honesty, I just I just don't. But see I mean, the value. You're, Pepe, you're probably not going to play or, him. Yeah. Or bring someone that's not Pepe, even. Happy Balogun. There's there's plenty of options, man. Like they, they got yeah. they got a yeah. list of strikers. Sergeant. There's there's plenty yeah. of guys who are on international break. European wise, playing Germany. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're playing Germany. I just don't see Ferreira being an option there. But anyway, we'll see. Um, But in terms of what I think we could do against Colorado, I mean, like you said earlier, Harry, the goal is to start fast. The longer it stays 0-0, the longer that they feel like they're still in the game. So if we could come out, get a first half goal, maybe even two, um, I think we come out with the exact same lineup that we did against San Jose, which was actually a very attacking heavy – Lineup. I could actually pull it up really quick. It was um actually was looking at the roster, top. You're not missing anybody. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't think we are. So I think I think we run the exact same lineup. It, it ended up being a four four two that as we move forward becomes a four two two two. but I mean we started all of our attacking players, Velasco, Ferreira, Obreon, Ariola, um, you know, Iada Mendy and Pamacall in the midfield, which to me is the dream. Quinone coming off the bench, not starting. He's had to start a lot this season because Pomacall's been injured for so long. But he's back. Having him and Yadamendi as our two holding mids and then our normal back line of Farfan, Tafari, Ibiaga's been a revelation. 
And then uh, we have to start Tomasi because Giovanni Jesus is out for the rest of the year. So um, tsunami, <laughs> tsunami. Um, and actually, you know, he actually looked. You know, he's he's always been a physical beast, but moving forward, I've been critical of him. Like to me, he's the equivalent of Aaron Juan Bissaka in the Premier League. Just sometimes can't find a cross, can't can't find a, a, a long pass. But he's been okay the last few games, so I feel good. We should come out swinging against Colorado. Yeah, Colorado, uh, we couldn't beat them. Uh, Houston <laughs> took care of them, no problem. <laughs> so, if I had to make I mean, a prediction, I mean, I guess I'll see Colorado maybe nicking a goal, right? Uh, maybe I still think that we have a pretty decent defense, and so I think we could do our job. But if they do get a goal, I think dub, it'll just be one. That dub would be super crucial for y'all. Oh, we, we win and we're in, like win and win, and we're probably out of the the play in because I think we have the game in hand, right? So mm-hmm. that that win puts us at forty five which I believe, I don't know, what is that, seventh? Um, and then if we if we win the, the last one against the Galaxy, second to last place, nothing to play for yeah. anymore, um, that puts us at 48, which if Houston don't win that last game, puts us tie with Houston. Um, yeah. So I, I think that there's, you know, it still ended up being a, a pretty decent season for Dallas, all things considered, losing Ferrero for a month with the Gold Cup, uh, all the injuries that we had all season long, <laughs> you know, uh, losing Giovanni Jesus, albeit towards the end of the season, you know, I I, I still think this is a, a pretty decent year. We could probably still finish sixth or seventh. Are you going to live stream that game? I was I was thinking about maybe trying to uh, to go if I could. It's just I, I don't know, man. I, I got to see if I can actually make it out there. A um, mm-hmm. couple of things have been interesting around here lately, but availability wise. But um, if I can't and I'm able to stream. Um, then yeah, I will. Otherwise, I, I'm gonna be locked in like everybody else. I still think that look, we're playing the la- the two last place teams in the West. I will be shocked if we don't come out and get six points. If you don't, if I if we don't, look, I, if, yeah. If you don't and you miss the playoffs, any avenue for coaching change? No, Nico. Nico's here next season. That's like I, I, I said I, that I, would, I think yeah no there's there, there's no either. reason to change it I mean there's so much out of his control for this year I think uh, no. I, I think we had a I, I think we had a fairly very quiet transfer windows right mm-hmm. uh, despite some of the players that we lost in the offseason. very quiet transfer windows gave him a great veteran and he got a Mendy but it's what a one and a half year deal um you know I, I everything is revolving still around dude Canada. still an amazing pickup I mean. All the personnel that you guys have been bringing in, uh, I mean, you can't knock it. I want to see us get rid of Ariola next season. That's what I want to see happen. Um, I think he, you know, nothing against him. I just, I think for the system we want to run, he just doesn't offer. You know what's crazy? We signed that 28-year-old um, uh, winger from the Israeli League, I think it was, or um, the Israeli Pro League, maybe. What, what's his? Uh, Ansa. Eugene Ansa. Um He's been more effective to me on the outside as an attacker than Ariola has been. Velasco, even with the games that he's missed, and this has been a very down year for him, has been significantly more impactful than, Especially than lately. Ariola. Yeah, yeah. The goal against, against Philly was up, yeah. beautiful. Um, so, like, I don't know, man. I think that we can get some money for Ariola. I think you know he hasn't been terrible for Dallas, but he's been overrated in my book, and I think we we could we can move on from him. So, move, but Nico, Nico put. Yeah, bro, you guys can take Ariola. <laughs> I'll take yeah, him. He'll be a Rigoni V2. Um, <laughs> I would take him. 
I know. That's what I'm saying. It, 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 could, it, it could definitely see, work out. See how our RB's already changed. Hey, instead of getting younger, let's let's bring in, a, in another old, slow veteran. When there when there was that rumor, <laughs> Galaxy were gonna go and pay right some ridiculous right. fee to grab him. I wanted that to happen so bad, and it's it's not even like I I hate the guy. A lot of people, a lot of people in my stream think I hate him. I, I don't hate the guy. I just I just don't think he does much for us. I just I don't, man. I don't like watching him, him play. Dude, for Stop first, the cap. For seventy percent of the season, his only goal contribution was negative. It was an own goal against us against Vancouver. I, you know, I, I for the longest time I was like, dude, for what he's being paid for for the captain armband that he wears, I just don't want this man to be represented as elite in my club. I just don't like. I move him on, stick to the mantra that we have. Go find some youth talent that can actually complement Jesus Ferreira, so we're not so reliant on him. I don't know if you guys have heard this, but it's a crazy stat. Dallas this season, and I don't think it's the case with any other team in the league. When when Ferreira scores, we win. When he doesn't, we lose. Period. Like, like, and, and again, there's there's crazy stat. it's a crazy stat. Like, like, we're, I guess it's not that straightforward. It, it we haven't won a game where he hasn't scored. Right, we've had a drawn or something, and we've won every game where he has scored. Could have won more than that, but we've won at least every game where he has scored. Right. So yeah. the reliance on that one player this offseason, the priority has to be Jesus Jimenez wasn't that guy. I don't believe he's that guy. Even with the injury, I don't care. I don't I don't believe he's that guy. We need to go out and actually get someone to really compliment this man. And then yeah. I think at that point, you know, we'll have something decent up front. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, man. Anything else on Dallas? Nah, man. Fighting for a higher seed so that we don't have to play this this stupid one game playoff that the new format introduces um even the three game <laughs> the three game uh you know round one is just still kind of weird to me watching playoffs this season is gonna be wild like yeah it's, I, I don't know how, how else to put it it's just gonna be crazy so i'm excited to tune in but fingers <laughs> crossed that dallas can go from ninth to to sixth or something we do need to see uh about what we can do to kind of help promote the uh playoffs here uh, especially with Houston and Dallas and just at MLS yeah. playoffs in general. Uh, I know USL playoffs are starting next week. Uh, San Antonio FC, RGV, and El Paso wrap up this week. Uh, San Antonio is fighting to keep the second place. They will have a home playoff match, not the, the 21st, to be determined. Uh, El Paso is trying to get in. It could be against El Paso. RGV needs lots of help to get into, but it's that fun type of season where uh, playoffs, uh, I like the playoffs. It, it would be cool if we had an open system, but we don't. So playoffs is, is, is what it is. <laughs> but I, I think we look if, if that matchup ends up happening, right? San Antonio and El Paso. I think we could probably stream something for that. I think it'd be good. Well, I'll um, be there. Yeah, definitely. So. Yeah, I oh, well, be well, there. well, there you go. But I mean, RB, we can still stream something for, it. I think it'd be cool. Yeah. Um, Maybe maybe Harry could call in for a second or something. Uh, yeah. But yeah, um, I, I don't know. I think that playoff atmospheres, man, are just different. And I think with you know uh, USL is getting more exciting season over season. MLS is the first time they've ever done this format. It feels like it's Major League Baseball or some shit. I mean, there's there's just so much. Yeah, the two out of three. I, I just. It's weird. It's weird. It feels like an NLDS. You know, it's, that's what it feels like. Baseball is happening right <laughs> now. That's what it feels like. Yeah. But I'll give them credit. They tried the home and home, and it didn't work. Um, it, to me, you because like, the, just the, trying to mirror it off of Europe is that what you mean? Well, just like because the first match, 
basically just bunker in and, you know, zero, zero draw or along those lines. And then they played for everything in the second, you know, in, in the second I don't half. Know, man. I, I kind of like that. It feels like champions league almost. To well, me, I, you know? like, but, but that was the big pushback. That's why they didn't do it is because let's be honest, American want American fans want to see action. They want to see goals and they don't like the, this, I loved it. I thought it was interesting. And then, okay, hey, yeah. why not? To me, you go out, you you take advantage of, hey, if they're going to sit back, you go get that big league, and then you can, you know, still press in, in the second back, uh, second half, and you've got it here. But American fans didn't like it. TV didn't like it. It didn't didn't it didn't perform well. And to be honest with you, sometimes it was hard to watch. Just just you know, the teams just kind of setting back. Maybe uh, I, I I think they just uh, I think just wanted more games for more ad revenue. Oh, yeah. That's what that's what I think. More, I think it's just like more hey, money for Apple. Yeah, let, let's put more games on the schedule. Apple wins, we win. You know, everybody's partners are happy, and and we just You're damn, right. You're damn and, right. And, and right. I'll and I'll say this: if this does turn out to be a success, you could see because it's only the first round. I think is it the second round or first round? I forget whatever they're, they're calling because I know there's the play-in round then there's the it's, first uh, round. It's, yeah, it's, it's like wild card play-in, round one. But uh, the semifinals and semifinal final are final, one yeah. are one game matches. Mm-hmm. If this does turn out to be successful, I bet you you could see it, it expanding to further rounds. Because me personally, I thought it would have been better to have the uh, conference finals be the best two out of three for me personally than yeah. through here but i know you get more content um especially for apple and, and, and along those lines here to be able to be able to put out there uh, for there but it, i agree i think i think a conference final two out of three especially when you think about like in the east like a columbus versus cincinnati best you know two out of three oh um, hell is real yeah hell will be real like 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 ohio is <laughs> gonna be burning like it's, it's gonna be crazy i i don't know man i think about that and it's just like that would actually be insane to watch. But either way, maybe they're thinking of it like, "Hey, this is a cool way to, you know, to vet some of the the, you know, in all honesty, you're kind of giving the, some of the lower seeds a chance, right? In a one one playoff, in a, in a yeah, one match playoff against a top seed, it's tough. But over the course of three games, two, two out of three, yeah, two out of three, maybe you can nick one here, force a third, and then who knows what happens, right? At that point, you really know your opponent, so. It, it, it does. It's just like an interesting, like wild card factor. But I, yeah, a two out of three conference final would have been everything. I think for for true true fans. And I do, I I do think Garber um, will get that implemented because I, I do think I think it'll be a success and it'll be interesting, especially if you get a couple of game threes uh, for that here where where everything's on the line. Mm-hmm. I think you're. You, I would hope as as somebody that follows MLS. Um, that people will tune in uh, for that here. Still a little bit worried about it being on Apple TV primarily or Fox. I'm not a big Fox guy. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know if you are or not, but I'm just not a big, big Fox guy. But yeah, I hear you. But I hear you. You must hey, be hey. a wolf guy. <laughs> I am not a wolf guy. Hey, really quick, really quick for our Freddie Dallas fans that may or may not be tuning in. Uh, Bernie Camungo just subbed in into the US U23 match right now, the Olympic team. Uh, he just came in and got subbed in. Crazy fucking story. I I, I listened to part of the um, pod he did with Taylor Twelman about his story, like just being mm-hmm. a refugee from Tanzania. Wild, man. His The fact that he's even starting, I think, for, for FC Dallas right now is or has started matches for FC Dallas is pretty damn dope. Um, but like now playing for the, the U S Olympic team, good for him, man. Good for him. Hell yeah, dude. Shit. That's pretty cool. 
Yeah, man. That's really so, cool. But anyway, he just got subbed in. We'll see how they actually. All right, man. Well, I appreciate uh, the the Austin FC segment. We got the Netflix of soccer over there, goals.tv. Yes, What's sir. What's going on over there, Jose? What's new? Bro, a lot. Uh, a lot. Let me know. Um, let them know. Um, I actually, I haven't really, I've only said this, um, I think on one other podcast before, um, earlier this week. So we haven't really like made it public just yet, but I'll make it a little more public now. Um, Goals TV is set to undergo really kind of a major product shift. We're, we're moving on to, um, the next phase of our product, right? So right now it kind of looks very basic, very easy to use, straightforward. We're moving into a new platform that's going to look and feel way more sleek um and on both sides for Netflix. creators yeah for for users it's gonna look sexy I'm, I'm i'm actually pumped for it um gonna be way easier to use as well way easier to customize your experience uh, we're hoping to launch that by early november so we got about three to four weeks that we're, we're out from that just kind of fixing the bugs uh now getting creators in to test it um and getting other random people to just try it out and give us feedback so it's been fun so far, a lot of work, but that's what's coming. Um, I haven't made a ton of it public just yet because we're gonna tease that announcement as much as we can over the next few weeks. But um, but yeah, man, it's gonna be it's gonna allow us to bring a whole lot more content to fans, and um, we're gonna start um, really trying to make a splash with the, our messaging and everything that we're doing. So yeah, Goals TV, go check it out. Um, you know, we, we Netflix of soccer is kind of how I'm coining it. By the end of the end of the day, if if you're a, a true fan of the beautiful game, there's something on there for you. There's something mm-hmm. on there for you. So that that's 100%. how I would. Do it. Yep. So use code Fire uh, with when you sign up, you get free membership, lifetime membership, right? Lifetime membership. Lifetime membership. You would be supporting Texturing of Fire. We would appreciate it so much if you haven't already. Please like this video, subscribe. If you don't know, we do go live on YouTube. We try to go Wednesdays, man. It's just so hectic. We all got kids. We all got a real life, you know, so it's really hard, but we try. Be here again next Wednesday. Um, Make sure you upload the Houston. I know you're anti-Houston. That's why you didn't upload last week's episode. I will. Come on, (laughs) I will. I will. I will. Come on, man. Yeah, I would know. I know. My bad. So I, I, I brought out my Houston six. fandom for, for, for that episode. Oh, that's, you're the Houston <laughs> guy. You're the Houston guy. No, but shout out everyone, man. Shout out everyone in Dallas. Shout out everyone in Houston. And, of course, everyone here in Austin. And San Antonio. And San Antonio. And Rio Grande. And <laughs> El Paso. <laughs> and who else? If you, oh, live in Texas, if you live in Texas, what's up, bro? What's up? What up? Uh, what to do? <laughs> Appreciate everybody tuning in. We'll catch y'all next week, man. Later. Peace.